Hello and welcome to another episode of Ask Distract. This is the show where we squeeze the knowledge from all the members of the Distract team. And today I'm with Sam Spencer, who has a really interesting job here at Distract, where he focuses on creating innovative content. So Sam, one of the questions we get asked all the time is how do you create content? Where do you find the inspiration for content? And um, what can those people at home who really know they should be creating content, how can they go about making the perfect piece of content? I mean, the perfect piece of content, I think, I think the, mo- the, the most common misconception for it is the fact that it's all people's perception of what's perfection. Because what you might show a piece of content to one person and they'll say, this is amazing. You'll show it to another person and they'll be like, oh, I didn't like that. You should use a different bit of music. Oh, I didn't like that footage you got there. So I think if you're trying to strive for like the best piece of content, it's whatever you want to make the most because yep. that means you're going to put the most passion into it. You're going to know the most about that topic that you're talking about or that you're, whatever you're doing with your content. And yeah, I think that if you just, if you go for something that you're passionate about, then it doesn't really matter about it being perfect because it's perfect to you. What's your opinion on the platforms people should be choosing? So uh, I often get here a lot of the time and you know, researchers said that a lot of people don't feel comfortable with video content or podcast content, whatever it may be. What's your opinion on how people should find the perfect content for them? I mean, I think the perfect example is the fact that we're, what, 30-something episodes into our podcast. We're 20-something episodes into our distract. If you told me like a year ago, oh, you're going to be on a podcast every week, I'd turn around and be like, no thanks, no mate. Yeah, yeah. I think it's not comfortable to do any kind of content. Like you're not gonna sit, unless you're a very extroverted person who can just sit there in front of camera and dance about, it takes a lot for someone to do it. So I think you've just gotta ease yourself in by doing little things. Like podcasts are very easy, even if you don't record them, because it's a more comfortable just to have a conversation with someone. You video it, that's another step up. It's like now your face is there. Mm. And then you start doing straight to camera videos and then that's just more of yourself being shown. Which is it's a daunting prospect, but I think it's just something you do have to slowly get used to. I think we were we were doing a uh, an event. Um, as many may or may not know, Sam's primary job is to film uh, the content that I put out on a regular basis. Um, and this week or last week, we went to an event in somewhere up north. <laughs> I don't know where it was. And. Um, I was talking about creating content and a lot of the time when people ask these questions, I do just kind of pass them across to Sam to answer. Um, But there was a lady in the audience that was focusing on therapy, I believe it was. And she said, look, Pete, I really understand what you're saying, but how can I create content? And I think I just said to her, just do one thing and press send. Like, don't even think about it. What's your opinion and and what technique would you have for people getting over the first scary moment, which is putting out your first piece of content? Well, I mean, I myself am a primary candidate for this because I didn't, I, I haven't been putting out content for the last X amount of years because I'm like, oh, I don't have the right camera, I don't have the right lens, I don't have the right equipment to be able to make something that I think is perfection, like mm. we were talking about earlier. But to be honest with you, people don't care. No, I agree. People don't care at all. Like, you can excuse someone that's filming on their iPhone because in this day and age, everyone's got an iPhone and. Yeah, and yeah people are going to focus more on the fact that, oh, this person's posted a video than, oh, this person's just posted a video on their iPhone to LinkedIn. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of person that does that, but that's just because I'm mad into my stuff. But yeah, like, yeah. I think if most people aren't even going to notice a difference between you picking up your phone and recording something versus picking up a massive 30,000 pound camera. 
I think that the, the day and age we're in right now is even a phone, the quality of the content you can create is, is up there. Even if you want to start your podcast right now, you, you've got Anchor.fm, which you can re- literally record and release from your iPhone. So for me, it's a case of just getting things started and getting things out there. The common question I get, though, is uh, I'm, I have a boring business or what I do isn't interesting. How can I make content? And what's your answer to that? Someone's going to find it interesting. Mm. I mean, I don't... In essence, what we do, recording our business, is not an interesting thing. If, yeah. you, like, if you just take it at a surface level, it's not an interesting thing. But when you take yourself out of it and realize that you're not just filming someone's business, you're filming someone's business journey, mm. you then dive further into it and you go, oh, actually, you're filming all the staff and all the fun people are having. People just take this one level as, oh, I've, I work in a marketing agency. Why would we be making content? I think, I, I think people also miss the main point, which is, yes, it's not interesting to you because you do it every day. And the questions and the things you know, you know. People who are watching this might not necessarily, necessarily know this. And I find myself, and especially the team, when I'm explaining things, like today I had a new business meeting and I said, it may seem obvious, but... And I thought to myself afterwards, that's wrong because it's not obvious to them. It's not obvious to people in the room. It's obvious to me because I do it you know, every day for X amount of years. But for those people, it's not obvious. And I think the things that you think are boring pieces of content, actually, for the person who doesn't know it or wants to know it or wants to pay you to do something, that's actually really interesting content. It's content they never thought of before. You know, like a prospect came in today and said, I want SEO. And I explained why I don't think they need SEO and why they should go down a paid search approach to do the research, etc. And they, th- they said, that's really interesting. I never thought of that before. And I was like... In my head, I'm like, well, yeah, it is interesting, actually, but it's not interesting to me because it's what I say every day. So I think people need to understand that their business is actually interesting. People will find what you have to say interesting. And the thing I wanted to, to I was hoping you were going to lean onto slightly, which you probably were going to say next, is about answer the public and about how you can find content people actually want to search for. So Definitely. dive into kind of researching content and how you want to, how you'd find content to make. So answer the public, we actually spoke about this a little bit um, at the end of one of the talks because someone was just saying how do i know what content to make Mm. and we've broken that down into a piece of micro content in itself which is really interesting because it wasn't something from answer the public but it was directly influencing it and it's basically a platform where you type in a keyword it can be anything in the world and it will tell you what people are searching for to do with that word well i was thinking about doing this live like we should do this literally now so um before we start this podcast i typed in content um and i thought let's get a few kind of things in real time and when you go and answer the public and you type in a word like content it will create uh, i think it's a spider diagram i think it's mm-hmm. the correct word to use on how who will can where which what are when and why and it will basically say things such as uh find there's too many here what content means what content to post on linkedin what content to post on instagram What's the content management system? What content insurance covers? It's right across. You know, we're not niche here. This isn't very niche we did. But there is so many questions coming up here of highly highly searched areas. And one of the most being what content to post on LinkedIn. Now, if you're a marketing agency, the first thing you should be doing there is making content around what to post on LinkedIn. People are searching for that right now. Mm-hmm. You can do YouTube videos, uh, written blog formats, podcasts, answer questions like this. That's a nice easy one. And it goes right down. If I was to go and type in... Uh, let's say, what should I say? Um, uh, let's say tax. I think it's a good one. Tax if you're an accountant, say. So I'm going to get questions. It takes a while to generate. Um, one second. 
this could be an awkward point. Here we go. We're right back on. Uh, when does tax go digital? Uh, when does the tax just start and finish? When do tax credits get paid? When shall I do my tax return? Uh, what think, tax year are we in? I mean, I'm talking. There is no excuse now. I think the most interesting thing about every single question you asked there is that they are the most simple questions to do with tax. Yeah. And if you're a tax person, you think you don't want to talk about that because you want to talk. You think that you want to say the most technical content that makes you seem like the best person yeah. on the planet. Which don't get me wrong, it's fine. You can do that content as well. But if you're just answering the simple questions, they're the ones that actually people are looking for the most. You don't need to go so niche as to. I agree, and I think you know a lot of people try, when they do marketing, they try and go all technical and clever with it, and they'll be like, "Oh, let's do some real technical advancement." This is what we call low-hanging fruit, low-intent phrases. If you could be the accountant that tells people when their tax year is or, you know, writes a little report that says, you know, uh, where does tax money go? I mean, these are all basic, stupid questions, really. But the thing that everyone forgets is people go to the Internet to ask stupid questions because they're too scared to ask someone the stupid question. Does that make sense? So these are the questions everyone's scared to ask. So if you're an accountant and it says... What tax code should I be on? And you write the report that says what tax code they should be on. And then right at the bottom of that article, podcast, vlog, whatever it may be, you've got, just get in touch and we'll let you know. You have helped that person out. Now they can go into your complicated funnels and stuff, but you've got them right at the part where they feel insecure. When people feel insecure about anything and you're the guy that helps them, guess what happens? They build respect with you and trust with you. There is no excuse in 2019 not to find content to write about. And that was just tax. I mean, let's go for it. I can go for another one. Um, let's say you're steel manufacturer i mean i'm going niche in manufacture steel manufacturing this could be this could go terribly wrong there could be no content for sort but i've gone for it oh i'm sorry i've reached your limit of free reports today so i was doing the free report plan on my phone um so unfortunately i can't show you more but just go to it answer the public.com type in a, type in a, a keyword and it'll pull the reports um make an account don't use your phone because you run out of things really quickly and just see what you can have but this is a really good premise for what Craig and the search team talk about, which is you know creating questions for things, but also from what Sam's talking about, which is making video content, making podcasts, making um, audio form and content. They're literally telling you what they want to know the answer to, and if you're the person that gives them the answer, hey presto. I think it's important not to fall into a trap though of just looking for content that other people are looking for. That's great to put yourself out there, but I think it is also important to be doing content that you yourself want to make mm. because that's the stuff that people really connect with. I think if you answer a question, it's great. It gives people value. You put your links at the bottom. You put your company logo at the end. They know who you are. But if you're in it for the, the long-term branding, the long-term worth, if you're actually saying and doing stuff you're passionate about, that is the main focus. Yeah, for me, you know, I often sit in marketing meetings and all the conversation is all about transactional stuff. You know, How can we get customers now? How can we pay bills so they help keep the lights on? And I completely understand that that is really, really important in 2019. But the real thing that's going to make sure brands are around in the next 10, 15, 20 years is always going to be relationship stuff. It's always going to be building long-term brands. And if you know what makes people uncomfortable, if you know which questions people are scared to ask, and you're the guy that answers those questions on the platform they want, I think you'll do really, really well. And for me, I think that all we have to do as a brand is go, okay, we need to be answering these questions in some way. And if you're only comfortable doing written format, just do written format, but do at least one thing. I think you know, far too many times as marketeers, we'll either do nothing because we're scared to get started or we'll do everything and have no time. 
um, it's very rare for a marketing manager, marketing director, managing director to go, actually, look, I haven't got the most time in the world right now. I'm gonna listen, I've listened to this podcast with Peter and Sam, and it sounds like a legitimate idea. I'm going to try answering a question once a week from Answer the Public in blog format. And I'll tell you now, if you do that, you're one step ahead of everyone else. I've and, noticed. And that's, and that's the problem, isn't it, Sam? Like, people just don't want to get started or they try everything and fail. I've actually noticed a lot recently, though, that there are more and more people starting to do this. I don't, I don't know what's the, I don't know whether it's a fad or whether people have just woken up and realised that you do actually just need to start doing this at some point, no matter how, low, like, like you say, no matter how low level or how like high level you go. There are so many people that I've seen recently that are just, they are just getting their phones out and they're doing little one-minute videos on LinkedIn. Just even if they're just saying, "My day is going great. Here's what I'm doing." I and think, I think it's so important. I think there's, a, I think there's a new, numerous different reasons. I think the first one is that people like us will start saying, "This is a, this is working. We've tested it for the last like year and a half. It's working really well." I think the other thing is that you see domino effects all the time. So you'll see when people start doing things, other people follow because it's now normal. It was very strange to make content two, three years ago in this way. It was very, it was almost like, what are these weirdos doing? Now it's very normal. Um, you know, back in the day, three, four years ago. You started doing content, you'd have hundreds of thousands of views if you were doing it now, if you did the same content you were now, because it was so so like new and innovative. And that's the kind of problem we all have, is that we're still saying right now this is the way to make content. Three years' time, we might be saying something completely different. We might be saying something completely different that we don't even know what is a, is a thing yet. So while we're saying it works, do this, use answer the public, you know, do use SEM, rush to find questions, all these different things, get started and get moving, because otherwise you could miss the boat. You know, and what will get you a thousand views today will get you a hundred tomorrow or a ten the day after, and you know it's a it's a it's a whole process. But the the bit that everyone overlooks, and it's a, it's a new theory that I've been working on called I think I'm calling it the Gorge Content Theory. It's this seven eleven four notion, and I can't remember what it is entirely because I have to write it down every time. But basically, what it says is for someone to buy from you in the business to business space, they have to watch seven hours of content in have 11 interactions in four locations. I believe that's what it is. Something like that, anyway. And the idea is that we are in a world where people can find you, find content about anyone instantaneously. So if someone knew they had a meeting with Distract tomorrow, they could type in my name or Distract in the internet and they would find seven hours of content. They'd be able to do 11 interactions and they'd be able to see four different platforms. They could have seen the blog, they could have seen the podcast, they could have seen the vlog, they could have seen a video on LinkedIn video on Instagram, whatever it may be, and they just had their four interactions. They could have seen me speaking somewhere. And as marketing managers, I would say I would implore you to make as much content as possible, not for the view counts, not for the egos, not for the sales now, but for if someone is in the buying habit where they think they might want to buy tomorrow, they can actually do content networking for you. That content will network for you. And you won't have to have the 43 meetings a week to get the deals over the line. You could have actually the four meetings and the rest could be phone calls because they've already seen you 23 hours of content over the last four months. I think the wor- like the the, uh, the other end of that, the polar opposite, is there'd be nothing worse than for them to search for you and find absolutely nothing. Imagine that. And the worst thing I would say is I completely agree, but imagine this. They've searched for you and they've searched for a competitor. You've got nothing and they've got everything. Who are you going to choose? And I know, because it happened to the day, Daniel Priestley is a guy, as an author, I read all his books, and he's amazing what he does. I read his books, watched his content, saw him speak. It was like seeing someone famous. It was weird, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you, saw, you watch all Will Smith's films, 
you saw him in person, you'd be like, great, it's Will Smith over there. It's very much similar. But he's not a celebrity, Daniel Priestley. He's, he's an author, public speaker, but he's not really a celebrity. But it felt like I was meeting a celebrity because of the amount of content, bit of content I've seen. And what I'm saying is, you have the opportunity to make other people feel the same way to you if you only put out as much content. If you only gave the ability to gorge on your content, to do content net, content marketing, content networking with you. I think it's very important. We're in a world, it is a very digital world now where we don't have to travel you know, 10 hours for a meeting. We can have our content do networking for us and then we can shake their hands once to make the deal. It's very important. I definitely say though, you should like, let's not get the misconception of if you start making content, people are going to start thinking you're a celebrity because then, then I think you're doing it for the wrong reasons. No, no, but, but, no, but what I mean by that, Sam, I think it's very important to mention is that they don't think you're a celebrity, but they will like you more, right? And what I mean, oh, by, that, what I mean, by, what I mean by that is we had a pitch yesterday. Um, one of the guys who probably listened to this podcast has been watching our content, listening to our podcast for 12 months. I'm now in a pitch where I'm, I'm pitching his boss and him and his market director. And with it's most expensive, unfortunately, for them. But they want to choose us. They ha price hasn't even been a, a factor because he's been watching our content, understanding us, we've been helping him along the way, we've been giving him advice, etc., etc. So he wants to use us. The content has done us a favor. It's allowed us to have the extra step. When we're bringing up case studies, they've already heard them because they've seen our content before. You know, when Tom was um, in the Daily Express or Daily Mail about being the royal family thing, they already knew that story because they seen the content. So it, it, it jumps hours into advance. You know, it jumps the debate about fees. It jumps the debate about what you can do and how good you are and your testimonials and your strategy because they've already seen it all. So your closing time, which used to be seven hours, is now an hour because your content has done it for you. It's crazy. I've got a question for you, which is, do you reckon that ever works in the other way? Do you reckon you ever get a client that comes in and knows you've been doing all this content and they think, who's doing the work if everyone's making content? Do you think uh, that ever happens? I think for us, no, because they know that if they know enough, they'll also know that you know, we have you that does the content. Yeah. I, the, the thing that you didn't mention is, do you think I can, it can go the other way? Can this turn people off? And I think it can. I think the, the way that content can help people convert, it also can help people not convert. So although I'll sit there and do talks and meetings and, and stuff with prospects and say, look, put your content out, just get it out there, be careful because your content can also do anti-networking. You know, it can also annoy a lot of people. Like, and, I, and I don't doubt for a second that some of the content we put out is annoying people. I don't uh, doubt uh, for a second that some of the content we put out is probably turn people off signing for us. But I think it's done more the other way. I think that there, especially there was a time where we were uploading to Instagram like twice a day. And I think if any prospects were looking through their Instagram and they just kept seeing you twice a oh, day, no. I think, yeah, I think that's enough to, even though you're talking about just get your content out there, that like it can be too much. I agree. So I think, you know, be careful. Um, this isn't an instant success strategy. Um, it, it doesn't take you six or 12 months. It, but think of it. The th I think I haven't had this discussion. And one of the things you'll find out me and Sam is we'll talk a lot. And we'll kind of like, brainwaves will come through and the brainwave I've come out of with this podcast is this get the content out there to network for you so you don't have to and if your audience is on LinkedIn put it on LinkedIn if your audience is on podcast put it on podcast if your audience is on Facebook put it on Facebook choose that way but your content is there to put you in a good light so you don't have to network that is the highlight that's the highlight reel and if you're awful on camera don't use camera simple as that I want, I want to add to that a tiny little bit I think that your, where your audience is is very important, but I'd also say don't disregard stuff. I think 
if you think about Instagram when it started, it was a photo platform for f- people who took photos. Whereas now you've got people literally doing anything on Instagram. And I think that's the same with every platform. Like LinkedIn's the same. Oh, it used to just be people writing posts about their job. Now people are starting to put their daily vlogs on there. They're starting to put their own bits of personal brand. I think that you don't want to shoehorn yourself in onto one platform that you think is what you need when actually you can spread yourself across a little bit and it might actually help you out more. Yeah, I completely, I completely agree with that statement. Um, yeah, I completely agree. I think the, the place I want to leave this uh, podcast, I suppose, on this note is um, what content are you... Like, ask yourself the question, I suppose. What content are you creating that's going to put you further forward? Because the thing that I often see is people will be like, oh, I'm doing all this stuff. It's really helping my brand. But, like, what are you doing? Like, think about it properly. I don't mean to insult or put it on the spot. But, you know, we can often say, yeah, we're really trying hard in business. We're really putting ourselves forward. But... I truly believe that if you want to build a long-term brand, that is content is the way forward. What are you doing right now to create the next 6, 12, 24 months of content that's going to really help put your business forward? And if it is posting twice a day on Twitter, think long and hard of if you actually think there's a return on investment on that, because I guarantee it probably isn't. You know, Think long and hard about why you're doing the content cycle you're doing and start thinking about the time you're spending. So you know, if you're spending two hours posting on Twitter... Would you be better off spending an hour and putting it out on LinkedIn? Would it be better off spending two hours, two and a half hours and putting it on LinkedIn and Facebook? Like, think more in depth. I think, you know, when I did a talk last week, um, before me was a another social media sort of specialist strategy sort of thing. And she, she was saying, oh, I had a really good talk um, before. I said, oh, what was it about? And she said it was about posting on all the social media platforms. And I said, all right, why would you do that? I didn't mean to be, be rude, but it was very much, oh, why would you post on all the social media platforms? And she was kind of stumped. Right? She's kind of like, what, what do you mean? I was like, oh, but like, what, why would you post on all the social media platforms? And she didn't know what to say. And I think we've been brought up in a marketing, content marketing world where the experts have always told us to post a lot. And they haven't really justified why. They haven't really said, oh, you should post a lot on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, blah, 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 because it does this for your business. They haven't really justified it. They've just said, this is how you post on Twitter. This is how you post on LinkedIn. This is how you, and it's like, wait, whoa, 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 just rewind. Why are you posting on Twitter? Why are you posting on Instagram? Why are you posting this content on Instagram? Ask the question, why? Because I guarantee, very quickly, you'll find out that actually you're wasting a lot of time. And if you rip the eight hours you're spending doing that a week, and you put all your time making slightly better content in slightly better areas about slightly better topics, and doing your content research, like we said with Answer the Public, I think your content will be better. And I think that we, ha- you know, the problem with consultants is they consult. And they get paid to consult. And they'll tell you one thing. But in reality, just, just pull yourself from the situation. Just look at what you're doing and why you're doing it. I think it's very, very important. 